0: podcast of the Isolated Children's Parents Association of Queensland. We're about ensuring bush kids and their families have no disadvantages, especially when it comes to education.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Chinwag. Chinwag is the podcast of the Isolated Children Parents Association of Queensland, more commonly known as the ICPA. Uh, I'm joined by our current Queensland president, Tammy Irons, and our publicity officer, Melissa Island. Hello, ladies. Hi, Claire. Good afternoon. It's been a crazy, crazy time and we've just thought it would be a good chance to jump on the phone and have a bit of a chat. Coronavirus has taken over everyone's lives, really, in one way or another, it feels like, doesn't it? There's no
2: escaping it. No, definitely no escape. (laughs)
1: it's been um yeah it's been pretty full on and I think it's been um uh you know it's an interesting time where uh, this episode we're going to talk a lot about homeschooling uh and we've got a lot of uh, tips to share and also hearing from our kids again but before we do all that Tam I'd love to just hear from you um a little update what is happening um what's some important things that ICPA wants to get in touch with its members about at the moment
0: Yeah, thanks, Fleur. Look, um, since we chatted last time, obviously, we've been on delegations in Brisbane, which was a bit of a fun time. Um, We were sort of hitting that uh, hot week of coronavirus, and so a lot of our meetings ended up being over video or teleconference, which was an experience probably more for those people on the other end than for us, who do it quite regularly. Mm. Um, So we got through that, but uh, during that week, we also had to make the really decision after seeing New South Wales ICPA have to cancel their conference just a couple of days before. Mm-hmm. We took the, um, I guess, the proactive approach and decided that it was best for us to also uh, postpone our conference, which was due to be to happen in June. Um, we've now postponed our conference to the 20th and 21st of October this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we really felt this was so important to our convening committee in Roma. We, we really didn't want to get to that situation of the people down in Moree where they had to cancel. Um, they've done so much work and it's devastating that um, it's had that mm-hmm. effect. So we wanted to avoid that at all costs. So we've been able to be really proactive and work with the committee and be able to do that, which is such a positive for everybody. Great. Um, so, yeah, we go go to October and see how, yeah, hopefully this has all sort of died down uh, quite, a, quite a lot by then. Um, we've also seen a lot around QCAR, the Queensland Curriculum um, Assessment Authority, at the moment. And I think that one of the biggest concerns for everybody has been how are our Year 12s going to cope through all of this lack of, I guess, face-to-face direct schooling in their traditional way that they've been doing so far this year. Lots of mixed messages out there and lots of feelings, uh, not just from the Year 12s, but also from the parents who are so concerned. Um, so, this week QCAR has announced that they have uh, taken away one assessment, the requirement to do another, uh, an extra assessment, and um, for those general applied subjects. So, that's been a bit of a relief, uh, I, I think, for educators as well as for parents and students. And the big question now will be um, how we, how they decide which assessment they're not going to have to do. So, that's the next question that QCAR are working on. But uh, we've had lots of daily updates from um, the department during these last weeks and QCAR are involved in those. So they've assured us they've done so much scenario planning, looking at when will schools open, what if they did it this time, what if it was this time, what if it was this time and so on. So planning for every scenario so that they can make sure that these kids are going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And we have faith um, that that is exactly what they're going to do. So um, no matter what happens, these kids they, they will be looked after. Um, so, yeah, that, that's pretty much the biggest things that are happening, I guess, for ICPA at the moment. Yeah, that's a lot, isn't
1: it? I mean, it's it's amazing how things can change so quickly and, uh. um, and also for those guys planning, for everyone planning what the future sort of looks like. And it seems to be, you know, you're going to have to have option A, B, C, D, E, yeah f and j by the looks of things yeah
0: a huge huge mm. weight on their shoulders we're mm. just mm. um i know they've done it they have done at least seven scenarios the last time we spoke so mm. i think um goodness knows what they're up to but i do know that this is taking a lot of a lot of their time they're dedicating to every single thing they can think of so that our kids are going to be okay so i think we have to be Really uh, mindful of that, and um, and just respect the fact that they are definitely onto it, and um, and hopefully people can just you know take a deep breath and let's just wait and, and see what they can come up with.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks, Tam. That's good. Um, good to hear that what's happening there. Great to hear about that new date for the um, for the conference in Roma, Melissa. Yeah. I've seen the ICPA Facebook page has um, had some great uh, content recently. Tell us a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, thanks, Fleur. Um, so, what we've been putting up on our Facebook recently are some, uh, we're calling them tips from the experts. So, that's our families who have been uh, living in isolation or doing distance education or has some experience with homeschooling before. And um, we think we're well equipped, our members are well equipped to provide some hot tips to um, other families who are now faced with homeschooling their own children. So, it's just short videos. Um, we're trying to put out about three a day and are hoping that that they would be helpful to anybody. So um, even people, uh, you know, small school students or people who have come home from boarding school or town schools, any kind of education setting, we're hoping could get some uh, helpful advice from our videos.
1: Yeah, brilliant. Uh, so that's great. So jump over on the ICPA Queensland uh, Facebook page and have a little look at those. Uh, so while we're talking about tips, I think it would be a great opportunity for the three of us to share some of our tips. Um, but and, and also I'd love to hear a little bit about what all this change has meant for you as well. Uh, Tam, tell us a little bit about where you guys are at at the moment and what your three tips are for, for surviving uh, the potential homeschooling. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Um, so obviously uh, the kids have been home for a few days now. Um, however, as a teacher, I'm still attending work. Uh, that's, um, it's certainly been, I guess, um, a bit of a challenge just to work out how this is all happening and also relying on them being a bit older to actually be able to look after themselves, I guess, through the day while I'm at work and make sure that they're doing the things they're still required to do for school. So, so Mm. far that's worked okay Mm. for us. And, um, But it certainly is different, Blur, and and I think probably personally for me, this is a time when I miss uh, living in a geographically isolated Mm. property more than ever before. (laughs) So the knowledge that um, I can't just, you know, the kids just can't get outside and go off on their motorbike and and be okay um, is certainly something that that goes through my mind regularly. So, uh, And I think, too, probably the biggest issue for me at the moment is just trying to get the kids to understand the importance um the 15 year old son doesn't seem to see quite mm-hmm. quite the same way that i do so <laughs> we're, we're getting there yeah
1: yeah i bet uh and so what are you've had a little bit of experience in a few different situations in regards to education um for kids and things what are some of your um what are your top three tips for getting through this
0: yeah, I guess um, my, my top one is is um, probably like we start straight up in the morning is just making sure that the kids are getting up and actually getting dressed and not trying to do school in their pajamas. I think you've got to set um, a, bit of a, a bit of a scene, I guess, um, as an expectation of this is what we do when we go to school and try and keep to that a bit, which I guess then leads into my second top tip, which would be keeping a routine. Um, it's really important and it will have to happen if you're doing, if we end up doing school from home, there will be timetables and routines that will have to be followed for the teachers as well. So Mm -hmm. getting the kids into a routine is really important, but maybe let them have some ownership of it so that they're actually getting to see what they're up to through the day. And, um, that will actually make them feel a bit more like they've had a, had a piece of it and a, and a bit of a say. Um, and my final one, I guess is just don't sweat the small stuff. Um, you know, take, take those breaks and if it's not working, if there's lots of arguments going on, let the teacher know straight away and let them direct it. Let them guide it from there on because at the end of the day, number one job is you're a parent and and that has to come first during times like these. So um, keep that keep that role as a parent really, really prominent, making sure that they know they're safe and it's like everything's okay and, and let the teacher do what, what they're there for.
1: That's such a good point. Um, awesome, Tam, Melissa. You, um, you've also, uh, you've got your house full again, um, unexpectedly. Tell us yep. a little bit about what's happening at your place and what your tips are.
2: Well, we all know that I love it when the kids are home, so <laughs> that tick perfect for me. Um, however, finding myself back into the homeschooling role, not so perfect. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, that's okay too. Um, so so that leads into my first tip, um, is to try to drop the screaming and the raised voices. Um, now, I'm not perfect at that, of course, but it is a good tip. Um, so th- what we're doing for the homeschooling, my kids have been doing it for um, like a week now because our school sent them home, um, so it won't look like school. So we just have to adopt and change to how we can make it work. So you know, balancing school and home and our jobs, it's, it's not something that we're totally um, used to if you haven't been doing like a distance education. So just uh, try to relax a bit and um, it gets rough. If it gets rough, just uh, leave that lesson and come back later or do whatever's going to make you be able to just get through what you can. Yeah. So that's my first top tip. Um, then my second tip is about a space. Uh, just grab any space. It doesn't matter. Um, I've got my kids sitting at camping tables uh, and then another one is like on a scabby old desk outside his bedroom. It, it doesn't matter. It's the space that, that they can have their stuff around, like leave their laptop out or you don't, you don't have to pack it up every night. Just grab a table any table will do. Um, and then my third tip is about that it is different to distance bed. So I've found it a bit difficult uh, from distance bed background looking at my home tutor guide, I've got something to tick off. I'm making my list. Uh, with this homeschooling model uh, with our school, I've found um, the kids are definitely in control. So they're high school and they are following their timetables. They're logging on with their teachers and there's nothing for me to check off. It, 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 they're independently sort of, I, I'm just have to check that yes, yeah. they're at their desk and yes, that looks like a teacher's face on the screen. Good to go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's a lot of trust in what they've been told from their school. And, um, yeah, so I found that to be um, quite different. So don't stress the kids. Apparently they've got it under control.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No, nothing has ever ended badly by the kids saying they've got it under control, has
2: it? Yeah, No. No, I mean, what could possibly go wrong with that?
1: (laughs) No, but you're quite right. It is different to distance ed. So that'll be a bit of an adjustment for those that have um, had that background. For sure. Thanks, yeah. Melissa. They're good ones too. This is great. Um, I, uh, For me, I have got one home from boarding school and one in a local, um, the local state school. And so I guess um, trying to, you know, look at those two different um, approaches to what's happening too and trying to balance that has been a little bit um I, want, I don't want to say stressful, but it's just been, there's so many loose ends and I've found that a little bit unsettling, I guess, just trying to work out what the heck's going on and, and what it's all going to look like. Um, but I guess for me, uh, my, my three tips that I've got um, from talking to other people about this as well is breaking the day into short chunks. So my kids are a little bit younger, you know, they're in grade two and grade six. So they can't really, you know, you can't just sit that morning, see you at SMOCO. It might be, you know, an hour and a half to two hours is probably too long to expect them to be uh, sitting at their desk and, and keeping that attention span going. So break into, into shorter chunks and that leads into my second tip, which is about having having brain breaks, so scheduling in regular breaks and whether that's racing outside and jumping on the trampoline for 10 minutes or doing some drawing or just something to to sort of, uh, you know, help that attention span and, and break up the day a bit. And yeah. and that probably also is about the day doesn't have to be as long as a school day too. Don't feel like you have to have them sitting there until 3 o'clock because um, – that's probably, you know, it's up to the schedule that you've set, but don't feel like that's, um, that might be a bit unreasonable for little ones. And then my last tip is I'm getting – my Facebook feed is just full of so many great resources um, almost too many great resources. There's things everywhere. There's virtual museum tours, there's online PE classes, there's 30-day Lego challenges, you know, all these sorts of things. Yeah. And they and all these other school resources and online places to download things. It's all wonderful um, but overwhelming. So just stick to one or two, you know, just give a quick scan. They're all brilliant. Whatever you pick is going to be great and just try and stick to one or two and then shelve it. A little bit like, you know, when you research buying a car, once you've bought the car, don't keep looking at what else is available. You've made a decision. Yeah. Shelve it and go from there. Yeah, exactly.
0: But I think that's funny, Flora, In in, just when you're saying that one, as you were talking, I was thinking, none of us have actually mentioned the use of screens
1: Mm. um, in
0: our tips and it's probably something, like you said, there's so much floating around at the moment and, I mean, people in in self-isolation, the most hilarious thing (laughs) <laughs> I have seen from yeah. all areas, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I do think too that I, I think when we go back to saying to parents, don't sweat it, I think screen time has to come into that at the moment because yeah. the normal rules may not apply yeah. and that's okay. And nice. say they might need to um, catch up with their
2: mates on their screen yeah. as well. Yeah. Like I think that's been a big one. You know, my normally obviously live with their friends at their boarding school, so they're just having them by them by themselves. You know, they're they're feeling a bit like, oh, gee, I'm yeah, you know. Yeah. And then, like you said, Fleur, with the breaks. It's the same thing. Two hours for a for a little kid to sit there's a really long time by themselves. Yeah. Um. And, yeah. So I think. And maybe those
1: brain anyway. breaks can <laughs> even be catching up with a mate and seeing how they're going and checking in. I know, yeah, um, my daughter. You know, first term at boarding school, I felt really a little bit sad for her that this was her year to make all these new friends and she just started cracking a few friendships and, and now she's yeah. home and she's missing all these sports yeah. and things yeah. that, that I sent her there for. Um, and so I was talking to her about that and she actually emailed all of her classmates and said, does anyone want to get on a Zoom? I just need to see some people. Absolutely. And, and I said, that's yeah. great. Jump on yeah. and, and keep, keep social. Mm.
0: Yeah, we can't underestimate these kids. I know my daughter, their year, whole year 12 group has a chat. Yeah. Like they have a group chat and they, they're talking about it. And, and they're not just talking about the I'm so scared stuff. They're talking about COVID-19. Mm. Like they're yeah. trying to understand between themselves what's going on. I know um, my daughter videoed me the other day to tell all the other kids, you know, what flattened the curve meant. Like, yeah. okay, guys, this is, this is how it works. And so they're passing stuff around amongst themselves. So they... Yeah. They're doing what they have to do to get through this. Mm-hmm. And I think screen time, we just have to be really careful. It's still You still have to obviously have rules, but maybe those rules need to change a little at the moment mm-hmm. for this for this given time yeah. and um, to be able to accommodate those things. So I think that's really important that parents don't feel that guilt because I know we all feel that guilt about screens at some point or another. Yeah. And um, I think that's probably a really important part of this is is let go of that guilt do the best that you can do and that will be enough because when we as teachers and schools get these kids back it'll be it, it'll be an opportunity it'll mm-hmm. be that opportunity to get them back online back going in the right direction and we just see where it goes from there. But they will be okay.
1: Yeah. And not yeah. all, but, I always say to my husband's very anti, you know, technology and thinks that it's all the devil, yeah. but not all screen time's created equal, I tell him. You know, yeah. like there's, there's there's a difference between sitting down for half an hour and just watching you know, whatever comes up in the algorithm on YouTube or spending half an hour FaceTiming a friend and researching something. Absolutely. Or at, you know, they're totally different uses of technology and I think it's about the use, not the, the, the yeah. time or the technology.
0: And there's so many educational um, websites and stuff at the moment that have made themselves free for this time yeah. to be able to help, not, not just teachers, to be able to help parents. at home to be able to use these things to, if they're not feeling confident in their teaching, here's another way, use our our site, use our resources and see if this helps. So Mm. I think it is really important that people are aware that that help is there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, that's all. That's some great tips, and I hope that people listening have all taken um, a little little gem out of that. Um, and, uh, ladies, I think uh, we've also before we, um, you know, head off for another um, round off another episode. Melissa, I believe you've been chatting to the kids again. That's been really well received in the last uh, couple of episodes. What have we um, been talking to the kids about this week? Okay, so for
2: this episode, we've been asking the kids. How has the change to homeschooling gone for them? Mm. Uh, and, and I've talked to a variety of um, children, like we have in the past. We've got some who normally attend a city day school or some small schools, boarding schools. So we'll get a bit of a rounded uh, a view of what it looks like for them, the change to homeschooling. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, our first rank, CAB, of the rank this week, we'll hear from Miranda.
1: Awesome. That sounds good. Well, ladies, it's, um, it's been great chatting. Thanks for taking the time out, um, for this episode. And like we said, at the top of the episode, for those listening, check out the ICPA Queensland Facebook page, uh, get in touch if there's anything, um, that the, you think the association, uh, can do for you. And, uh, we will get through this together. I don't want to sound too dramatic, but it is is—it um, is one of those times. It's all a lot of change and uh, just take it day by day. So, um, Tam and Melissa, thanks so much for sharing today. Thanks, Fleur.
0: Thanks, Fleur.
2: And um, I guess the final message is stay home. Yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> stay home and wash your stay hands. Stay safe. <laughs> Excellent. Yep.
2: Stay safe, thanks, everyone,
1: thanks, and we'll uh, round off and hear from our kids. Change schooling has been pretty good because the school's prepared us and we've talked about it a lot in class. And the teachers have been really helpful and um, sending work and saying, like being ready to answer questions about anything at any time, which is good. And I find that you need to have a lot of structure in your day. So I follow the school timetable anyway. So I do my breaks at like morning tea and lunch and just follow the periods that I would have on a specific day, which helps me actually have motivation to get things done, because I know what I'm going to do in the day.
0: Hi, it's Lachlan. The
1: change to homeschooling has been good and bad. I like being home, but I find it hard to think about school, plus stay focused on school at home.
0: Hi, it's Millie, and the change to homeschooling for me has been fun. We've been doing learning games on the computer, and I get to read my book more and do heaps of fun stuff with mum. Hi, it's Ruby and the change to homeschooling from boarding has gone really well. My school moved to online learning last week and my teachers have been really supportive and mum's cooking is really good.
1: Hi, it's Merrick and the change to homeschooling for me has been relatively easy. I've just been sticking to my timetable and just going through the work, however, Math is not going too well as my teacher is struggling to work the software correctly. Hey, it's Hallie. Usually I'd be at school in year 12 here in Toowoomba. Right now I'm having the opportunity to homeschool due to the virus. It's really different and not what I was expecting for my final year of school. I'm loving getting to catch up with my classmates who I no longer get to see face to face each day. And it's a great experience so that I can keep up with my lessons.
0: I'm even doing dance via Zoom. Hi,
1: it's Tilly
2: and the change to homeschooling's been a bit difficult for me. Not having my teacher around to apply deadlines, I'm finding it a bit harder to get my work done on time. Thanks for listening to another episode of Chinwag. We would love to have you as part of our community, so please make sure you subscribe to the podcast. That way you won't miss a thing. You'll get notified of episodes as they drop. You can also follow us on Facebook. Just search for ICPA Queensland and even better, join us as a member. You can find out more about the work of ICPA Queensland and the benefits of membership at qld.icpa.com.au forward slash members. And finally, we would love to hear from you and your feedback on the show and what you'd like to hear about too. Shoot us an email to queenslandpublicityofficer at icpa.com.au or a message on Facebook works too. Thanks again for tuning in and helping us raise the profile of rural and remote education. By listening and sharing our podcast and information with your friends and family, you're helping to raise the profile and voice of ICPA.